Hey, 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 welcome to um, third full episode of the Lights Out Fitness podcast. Sorry I didn't get um, the usual two um, sessions over to you, but I've been in Australia for the last sort of um, week and a half. And I was staying in a place called Dalesford, which is kind of like the outback. So it's fucking no Wi-Fi. It's like, yeah, it's literally like being in the Wild West. Pretty epic. But anyway, so this is my third attempt at recording this because my phone's just literally not wanting to play ball at all. But yeah, so just kind of looking back on the year that has gone and how fantastic it's been. Um, and culminating in in this, I'm currently sitting on the beach in Portsea, um, which is a little area of Melbourne. You can you can hear the waves breaking on the rocks here. Um, it's a little area of Melbourne. It's like where everyone has like holiday villas. So we're down here with um, a couple of my girlfriend's friends, staying in one of their villas, bringing in the new year here. It's beautiful. So it's summer over here. Temperatures been anywhere from sort of 27 to 43. Peaked at 43 yesterday, but if anyone knows Melbourne, the weather's fucking insane. So it went from 40, 43, sorry, down to 27 today. So yesterday was like filthy hot, but today it's just gorgeous. But yeah, so looking back on the year we've had, it's been been fantastic been a, a very good year a lot has changed um, a lot has changed for me um, I've had to make some very very tough decisions of which the main one that I've really had to come to terms with and essentially probably still haven't realistically come to terms with it has been a very difficult is to hit the nail on the head with fighting professionally um, for, the, for those of you who don't know, even though I guess it's a bit of a giveaway from my picture of my podcast, is that yeah, I'm, I'm a professional boxer. So I've had three fights. My last fight was in July. Um, I mean, I, when boxing has created who I am. Boxing is essentially my identity. And this has been one thing that I've been really struggling to come to terms with. Now, the only thing is, with regards to boxing, is it's not like a normal professional sport. You don't get paid for being a professional, so it's not by any stretch actually a professional sport. You're, it's more of a semi-professional sport because you don't really get paid until you fight for titles. You don't get like that purse until you fight for titles. It doesn't work like everyone sees the sort of the top billing fights. Obviously, like you're Anthony Joshua, Floyd Mayweather's. Um, remembers like the old Ricky Hatton days, those sorts of things where these guys are like rolling in absolutely millions and millions of pounds. I guess like most elite sport, well, like most sports, sorry, all the money is in that sort of top one to five percent of of athletes, where they will pretty much have ninety nine percent of the money, and the rest will get like the dregs. But like I said, with regards to boxing, it's even more bizarre because you get paid on how many tickets you sell, so. With the um, agreement that I had with mine was to just get a fight, so just to get into the ring and not get paid anything, you need to have sell 66 tickets, and then to get paid your like your your like your purse, you need to sell 88 tickets, and then anything you sell over that, um, you get 50% of. So don't get me wrong, if you sell a lot of tickets, 
it it's a very very good owner if you don't if you struggle like so like for myself i normally sell sorry on average 90 to 100 tickets so yeah you get i probably after paying off like my, my manager promoter my team and that we'll quit about 700 pounds now you might be you might think yeah that's that's all right you know I could deal with that. But then you think about it, my camps are brutal. They're like, um, they're like two month long camps of which I train 15 to 20 hours a week. Now that's 15 to 20 hours a week that I can't train, I can't work, sorry. And then of that, that's also, um, there's recovery that comes into that. So I need to make sure I'm getting enough sleep. I need to make sure I'm eating correct. I need to make sure that I'm actually having enough time to sit down and, and chill. So trying to run a, a business and be a professional fighter, so trying to have two full-time jobs. Yeah, it's it's just very difficult. Um, and me and my girlfriend are, um, are buying a house, which is another huge thing. So when we were um, we put in an offer, and we only found out they got accepted on our stopover. So if everyone knows about the flight to Australia, it's like 22 hours long. We had a stopover in Brunei after the first like, 14-hour leg. Stopped over, connected to the Wi-Fi. We were there for like 45 minutes and got an email saying that um, the offer had been accepted. So, so yeah, 2020, very exciting. Um, but, yeah, like I say, so that's still early doors. So, fingers crossed everything runs smoothly and, um, and we can still get the house. So, everyone knows the English fucking, the um, English house purchasing system. It's fucked. But, yeah, so, like, it's been very good. And coming to terms... With the fact that my identity, as I know it, is boxing. I had a very good um, conversation with one of my friends who lives out here. He's called Paddy. Um, and he was a professional rugby player. Got really badly injured. Was out for, I think, about nine months. Like, lost all his size. Couldn't train properly. And essentially, it just kind of crushed his dream of being the, uh, being the elite. And it's one thing that we had, that we spoke about. It was like, do we? Do you just when you're in that situation? Do you just keep kind of blindly chasing a dream that you've been so focused on and so set on for so long? Because for, essentially, from when I was about twenty, so for the last eight years, my goal has just been get to the top. Like just keep doing it. Keep like box because you'll get there with like persistence, resilience, tenacity. Like you'll get to the top. Then you look, there's so many fantastic, super talented boxers, and it's like, do you have the ability? Do I have the background to go into boxing late as well? Calm down, waves. Um, so I got into boxing pre-late. I didn't get, properly get into boxing until I was about 19. Um, so that's another 10 years that the majority of the guys I'll be fighting have on me as well with regards to um, practice and skill improvement. So all those little things, it, it, I mean, it kind of adds up and it's, do you just keep blindly following this dream, thinking that, yeah, I can get there, and then it doesn't pay off, and I'll be early to mid-30s with no assets, with no savings, because that's sacrifice, say, 20 hours a week for a year, which is always 56 hours, it's like, it's over a thousand of the hours of work that I could have had. Do you know what I mean? And even if you're um, someone earning ten pounds an hour, you do the math. Do you know what I mean? That's ten grand a year that you're not getting. And 
Unfortunately, um, my sponsors fell on hard times, so um, I wasn't getting the financial backing through them as well. So, yeah, do you know I mean, it's just, I think a few different aspects of life kind of pointed me into the direction of where I am now. And I think having this conversation with Paddy, which ended a couple of days ago, really, really hit the nail on my head because it was only him when he said to me, it was weird because boxing was his, um, rugby, sorry, was his identity. And he said when he stepped away, he was he was lost. Um, and he's like, okay, well, let's go and start doing some, like, try and get a skill to him back to uni. And that's obviously where I met him. Um, but we never had this conversation because obviously when we were friends, I'd always been... I'm going to be the best, do you know what I mean? I'm going to be a pro. It's only now I kind of step back and have this conversation with him. And and it just kind of dawned on me. It's like, he's very right. Like, I don't want to get to my mid-30s. I have no assets, no money. Um, just kind of sitting there like, fuck, like, what, what do I do? Um, but it's, it's funny because it's only now, because even, like, my friends have been like, oh, when's your next fight? When's your next fight? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe next year. And I think it's only now that I'm actually confident enough to turn around and say, do you know what, I'm probably not going to fight again. And even saying that, like, my head in my head, I'm like, yeah, you probably will. But I'm like, why? Like, what am I going to gain from it? Like, wh why would I need to? Like, don't wrong, I'd love to go back and avenge the loss that I, I took. Because um, my last fight was, I don't know, it's bizarre. Like, I know everyone sees and goes, oh, it's robbed. Like, I was almost, I was pretty much celebrating and they announced him as the winner. He even looked at me and was just like, what? And he even looked at the ref, like, go to my Instagram, there's a video of it. Um, but then, do you know what I mean? And it's just, and, and that again, it was just like, with a lot of things in life, the world gives you signs. Do you know what I mean? The world gives you signs. God gives you signs if you believe in God. Like, Things happen for a reason. That is always, that is one, like, motto that I 100% live by. Everything happens for a reason. And I guess I'm now in this position where I put box on the back burner for this particular reason. As soon as I did that, I reached out to a new mentor, Chris Spearman. Um, and again, he's just added a whole other avenue of income to my business to open up a whole new world to my business. And again, he, he's got me very, very excited. It's not only the fact that I took him on as a mentor, but I'm in a mastermind that he runs with about 30 like-minded individuals who are all just firing on this whole PT front, looking to really just help change people's lives and as a result, change their own lives. And just being in a group like that is just motivating, inspiring in itself. So, I think in life, no matter where you are, if you ever feel lost or a bit stuck, reach out to anyone. So like that, I'm, I'm really glad I sat and had that, that just that, that's part of the conversation with Paddy, because I don't know, that it was such a light bulb moment. So no matter where you are in your life, no matter what struggles you're having, there's always someone that's been through what you've been through. Like, you might, th you might think you're alone in whatever you've got going on. But in all honesty, you really aren't. And the person that you reach out to or speak to may not have been in the exact same situation. But there's a lot of themes 
that kind of correspond to what you're going through that they might have gone through. Yeah, his dog might not have died, but maybe his cat died. But do you know I mean, little things that are like just because they're not in the exact identical um, situation as you are, most people would have experienced something similar to what you're going through. And if not, they'll know someone. They know someone. They know someone. Like you're only ever like two or three connections away from someone that's pretty much going through and struggling through what you're you're struggling through. So I guess it's also a, a huge aspect on the whole mental health awareness thing because. Um, I did find out that one of our sort of state of mind, um, like family, um, passed away Christmas Day, unfortunately. State of mind's a gym that I, I train out of. Um, and he passed away. Very, like, philosophical, very deep, um, chap. Um, his name is Phil, and yeah, it's, it's mad when you think about the most intelligent people that you see like that. I don't know. I just I just find it is, it's such a scary thought um, when you're put in a position that you feel the only way out is to take your life. So, again, there's, everyone that stresses, don't ever feel the need to bottle things up and just talk to people because you don't ever underestimate how impactful just one little conversation can be. Um, and I'm saying this from my chat, that little chat conversation with Paddy, genuinely, it's just made me, it was such a light bulb moment and it's completely changed my whole perspective on, on what I'm going through really. And, and kind of taking away that thought that I'm letting people down by not fighting because people have invested a lot of money into coming in to watch me fights. Like my coaches have invested so much time and effort my training partners, my sparring partners, all these people that have invested their time and their effort into me and then you almost feel like you're letting people down by not fighting and by not continuing doing that. But then I guess, yeah, it's just not the case. It's just weird how your mind works and just plays tricks on you. It's just, yeah, it's just pretty fucked. Anyway, I didn't, did not mean for this to go really deep. This was literally meant to be like one little facet of what I was going to talk about today. But I actually think, no, it's good. Because I think nowadays as well, the whole mental health awareness and the, the like, amount of issues you have with mental health is, is crazy. Like, even just myself, the man, I know after Phil Parson as well, I don't like, he's 14, 14 like young men who have, have, have taken their own lives varying from age from from 19 up to the 40s and it's, it's just scary people that have got the families people that have got loved ones people that are nearest and dearest and like I said it's just so scary to think like the only way that you can solve your problems is to take your life. And when you think about the impact that will have on your family, is you, the only way to do that is, like, the only way to make your situation better, um, not, not make your situation better, but the only solution to your problems is by taking your life. When you, when everyone knows that it's going to destroy their family. But at the same time, that's not enough to make them stick it out and that's why I just find it, like I find that scary that you can be in a position like that 
And so if anyone who is just listening to this is ever in that scenario, in that situation, like reach out to me, reach out to anybody because life is definitely worth living. And the spot that you're in, that cloud that you're standing under, it may take a long time, it may take months, may take years, but it will pass. And that strength you will gain um, from sticking out and pushing through is only going to help you as a person. And then you, as a result, can then help other people going through what you're going through or went through, sorry. But yeah. Anyway, so I want to kind of pull this back around onto a positive note. So that's, um, yeah, it's been strong, but Going, going back to my life, on top of on that, this really hard um, decision that I've, I've been really struggling with, if I'm honest, like, if I'm actually going to be completely honest with you, I'm really, I really struggle with this. This put me into such an awkward position that I've never been in before. But then at the same time, I look back at the most amazing journey that boxing has took me on from having just random fights in um like rings in the middle of fields um to having like fights on um, what's call it on the Eurosport and London Live to flying out to Ghana to fighting on my birthday in in Tenerife like what a journey it's been and to look back on that and think wow like the events that I've had like the memories that I will take away from this and I know that all my friends and my family take away from it because some of the nights out in boxing have been like the, the biggest nights that me and my friends and my family have had I remember when I first fought for the um the national title, I had a hundred of my friends turn up in a coach um, and it just went off, like the venue was rocking and then uh, there's just this one moment that just kind of epitomises the whole boxing journey for me, was when we getting back onto the coach and we went to go back to uh, London and they all just started cheering, like getting onto a little like confined coach like that and just having every single person on there give me like a round of applause, like that in itself mind-blowing like that feeling when I got on that bus I felt like a superstar that sort of thing is better than sex like that rush of adrenaline and just and I, and, and, and I guess by winning by via knockout as well that, that just rush when when I won that rush again on the bus and seeing all my friends buzzing I literally I felt like fucking Ronaldo or something I felt like a superstar um, and then again, for, for the time, times with the family, like, I guess the only times in your life when you get the whole family together, and I mean, like, distant relative, like, just, like, quite distant family, not just your nearest and dearest, but when you, you, you're, like, your distant family, the only time you used to really get together is, like, weddings and funerals, or I guess, like, maybe baby showers, but even then, really not the same sort of level. But with me and my family, it was through boxing as well. They'd always come and support me. 
no matter what my mum fucking hated coming to watch me fight they get me wrong and some of my fights like with Troy Coleman she'd like just look at the floor the whole time but shoot they're always there always supporting and and as a result it was it would be amazing because the whole family would be there so everyone family would always be buzzing as well um, especially well yeah only really one on one it's a bit awkward if, if you lose but not really many times that I did luckily not luckily I guess luck's a residue of design isn't it um, it's probably be my next Monday podcast but luck is a residue of design um, and so I got in there design that luck and I just fucking nail it like like I say when it comes to my, my boxing camps and I say I train 15-20 hours a week I sacrifice everything to the point where like those hundred lads to come on the bus I sacrifice a lot of friendships with them because I would never go out I'd never drink like for two months three months I wouldn't drink and I'd be so strict on my diet to the point that really impacted my life um, and I had so much love for all those boys and that but unfortunately I distanced myself because when you're this age what do people like to do that's quite on the, on, on the lash and I didn't put enough energy into maintaining a lot of my friendships unfortunately so again, that's that's one of my goals for 2020 is to really rekindle a lot of those those relationships. Because no matter what, even if you have like I've done that, like I said, and I've kind of um, lost that closeness out with a lot of those boys. Everyone's human. Everyone understand. Like when I come back, so I'm like just reach out to those boys again. They're gonna be like, no, mate, you you left us. Do you know what I mean, no one's no one's that bitter. It's not like I just sacked them off for the sake of sacking them off. It was in, and I didn't sack them off by any stretch. Still see them, but just not nearly as much as I wanted to. So, yeah, I'd say that's one of my goals for 2020, is to really, really rekindle a lot of those relationships and get back tight with, tight with those boys because I had some amazing, amazing memories of those boys. Been through fucking a lot with all of them. So, yeah, that's uh, 2020 goal number one. Obviously, number two is squaring my health back away. Like, being over here in Melbourne, we've had two Christmases because my um, my girlfriend's parents separated. So we had two Christmases. Got two weddings coming up. We've got New Year. We've just got, like, times away. So, yeah, there's been a lot of alcohol consumed. Like, like I say, I'm not going to let my um, neuroticness about... Well, my ex-neuroticness about fucking health and fitness getting away like health and fitness shouldn't impact your mental health like don't let the fact that don't start being a Nordic arsehole when you're going out for dinner with your family and stuff or if you're on holiday because you're only going to take away from the experience and the time that you had and life is just a bundle of experiences and memories do you know what I mean so don't take away from the time you're going to have because you're being well neurotic about staying in shape don't get me wrong when, I, when I've had the ability to yeah I've run down to local gyms um, this morning, like, there's a beautiful bay here, so I went for a big long swim, a little jog back, I, like, swam across the bay and then ran back. Like, I do what I can when I can. Like I said, I'm not letting this be like, I'm not going to become a neurotic knob and just be like, no. Um, but yeah, and then I'm looking forward to getting in shape, so I'm, I booked a, I booked a, a photo shoot for the start of March. It gives me two months to get in excellent shape, so join me on my, my journey so I'll be following my champions body challenge which is a um, which is my online um, program 
the, the, I'll put the link in the um, in in the what you call it the post notes and the show notes. Sorry, and join me. And literally, it's going to be exactly that's going to be identical to the the, um, the program I will follow when I'm back. So you can get. I will send you over the exact program, um, and when you sign on to it obviously we'll, um, you'll get accountability through me so you do weekly check-ins with me as well um, and I'll send you over your diet plans so I'll basically give you everything you need to get in tip-top shape to get in like photo shoot shape and like I say get the body of a true champion so that is that is my next aim is to get that and help my clients slash make all my clients get there and guide all of them and assist all of them to get in a phenomenal shape. So you're going to see some great things coming from me um, in 2020. Um, and also, if there's anything you'd like me to touch on with regards to these um, podcasts, so I wouldn't leave it there. So I think that got quite deep, and I'd like you to just sit down and really resonate with that. Um, if there's anything you'd like me to touch on in podcasts, I've got some. I've got a really good um, interview next week. So. Yeah, if there's anything you'd like me to touch on, anything like that, just um, you can either message me on Instagram or on the, um, I think you can message, like email me on the podcast, just square all through that. But anyway, have an amazing, amazing celebration and have a very positive and prosperous new year. Much love, my legion.